It's July. So, uh, what does that mean for us? Giallo. <laughs> Ooh, that evil laugh. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I, I don't know how else to describe the way I'm feeling right now. Welcome to the show. I am Scott, and with me as always is Joe. Hey, everybody. And we're just another movie night, and today we are talking trash. Or should I cross that off? Because Joe has taken over the airwaves in the house. She <laughs> is full on in control. She's taken over July, and she's forcing us to watch what she wants to watch. And that is only one thing possible. Because if I have to suffer in my life with my beautiful wife, everybody has to suffer. Well, that's rude. So it's giallo. Giallo. Because that's what my wife loves. <laughs> I love Italian horror. I love Italian movies. <laughs> and, uh, do us all a favor and explain to us what exactly is giallo. Or okay. <clears throat> does anybody actually know? Okay, so there's a lot of different... Um, I guess a lot of different definitions or explanations on the internet of what giallo really is. But according to Wikipedia, it's um, the liter literary genre involving crime and mystery with all like subgenres such as uh, crime fiction, detective stories, murder mysteries, or thriller horror. So movies like Suspiria would fall under this category. Um, this is... It's it's mostly like, I would say, Dario Argento kind of like personifies giallo. Well, it's funny because the word is actually, I think, a part of the word yellow. It means yellow. And also something else, I believe. I believe it's like half and half, and that's how the word came about. So, it's color. Yes, it's, it's giallo, meaning yellow. It derives from a series of crime mystery pulp novels. Um, and I'm going to try and pronounce this. Titled Il Giallo. Mondadori, and it's a it's it's like a pulp pulp novel series and oh. all right yeah all that being said this is a genre this is a subgenre of horror that has confounded me for a very long time because <laughs> the first time i ever heard of it i thought it was a subgenre of horror that contained dreamlike atmosphere and colorscape and then i found out that's not true because then i heard it was basically just uh murder thriller horror films that were made from italian directors 
Okay, so what it is really, uh, according, well, it, the film world adapted the word giallo into movies by kind of branding the psychological thriller, the like spaghetti slasher, that kind of thing, um, mur murder mysteries, which a lot of Italian filmmakers are kind of known for. They've adapted, they, they've kind of, I would say, adopted the word giallo as their genre of movies. That's, you know, that's Mario Bava. That's um, <laughs> um, Alberto Fellini, I guess. Um, a lot of different. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, that was too much uh, realism and too much seriousness for us because right now, Let's or face Felchi facts. Felci is what I meant to say. I'm Porto Felci. Let's face facts. We've been drinking. Yeah. I have a theory that no one actually knows what giallo is. <laughs> but I have written my own idea of what giallo is. Okay. Giallo, what I believe, is a movie that consists of a few things. I have a little list. All right. And we're going to go see because since you've taken over this entire month and we're going to watch these Italian horror direct, you know, these Italian <laughs> horror movies or whatever the hell we're going to call it. I have a list of, I want to see if every one of these movies has these things in them. You okay. ready? Okay. First up, close up on the eyes. Yes. I'm sorry. This is Umberto Lenzi. Lenzi is what I meant to say. Lenzi. But yes, close up on the eyes. <laughs> Thanks for going back to that. Yeah, these, this is my list of things that I think Giallo actually is. Okay. Number one, close up on the eyes. Yes. Zoom up. Way too close. And sometimes it doesn't even make sense why we're zooming in on someone's face. Two, black trench coat killer. With black gloves. Yes. I'll get to that one. Okay. Number three, chain smoking cops. Always. Number four, killer uses the phone. A lot to call his victims, but we can only see his black gloved hands and his black coat. Okay. Prostitutes are murdered. Always. Woman gets brutally murdered, usually with something in the house. Okay. A switchblade is involved. <laughs> There's a lot of artists. Paint drips, <laughs> paint drips on the victim. I haven't seen that much, but yes, okay, I don't. Continue. I think it's in every one of these films. Continue. A killer has a sexual traumatic childhood. <laughs> Rock, jazz, synthwave plays during every other scene. And dogs. I just wanted to write that. Dogs. Dogs. Okay. There are dog shots and dogs randomly in every one of these films that you've made me watch over the last few years. Mm -hmm. And I'm noticing it more and more. So this is my checklist. And tonight, I think we came up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. I didn't get one thing in this one. A killer has a sexual traumatic childhood. Uh, I don't think we get enough about what's going on in this film. And since we're here and everybody's like, what the hell are we doing here? Because this is, this is a weird way to starting. This is talking trash, but Joe is 
calling this year, this month, what? Um, I'm calling it. Uh, you said talking giallo. Talking giallo. I thought I thought I would come up with a better name, but I guess talking giallo would be, I guess, the most dead on balls accurate for this month. Um, I would have called it Italian trash. Italian trash. Um, how do you say? How do you say trash in Italian? Oh, that's what we should have done. We should have, we should have just said talking trash in Italian. Okay, spazzatura Italian. <laughs> what, what's talking trash? What's that? Oh, okay. Wait. <laughs> talking trash in Italian. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Parliar spazzatura. I like that a lot. What is it? Pazatoya? Paliar? Spazatura. Oh my god. Talking trash in Italian. That's amazing. <laughs> Can you whisper it like you normally do? Paliar. Spazatura. <laughs> you usually do. Talking trash. Talking trash. But. Pazatoya. Solo. Paliar. Spazatura. All right. The first movie up of this month. The one that you picked and put on in front of me today is called Seven Blood Stained Orchids, and this is from 1972. And I should really put this out here because this should have been on my list. The <laughs> titles are full-on sentences. They're never just a title card. It's never just something like, you know, uh... r- like a rabid. It's just, it's got to be like. The man walked down the block with a sword. That's that's the title of a. Um, that's what you would call one of these movies. Oh my god! Um, so I'm sure every movie you pick is gonna be a crazy sentence. Okay, well, it, yes, it is. Yes, the titles of the movies I have chosen are crazy movie titles, and they're also from each director. You're Italian, gonna try to get major a, Italian director. A major Italian director, mm-hmm. which is gonna be nuts because we've seen. A lot from a couple of them. Yes, and so here we have Umberto Lenzi, and I couldn't get his freaking name out. I've been drinking. I'm trying to get the yeah, names. The, the, okay, let's. I think going forward we can't drink. Okay, no, because there's a lot to a understand in this, and um, I feel like well, I didn't really start getting the buzz until like midway through. But... I feel like I was high the second the film started. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. This is uh, oh, I know. I. <sighs> No, I make no apologies for this, sir. Okay, I've been I, warning don't, you don't, that this is coming. There's don't. been. I tortured you with some comic book films a couple months back. I like for comic my, book films. My uh, birthday month, uh, and they some of those were horrible. Well, so, I, I mean, comic book films are way different than Italian directors. It's, I have an affinity for Italian horror movies, Italian thrillers. I don't know why. I just love them. So it's because we look. There's a reason we do this show. We love trash. Let's let's just face facts. Let's break it down to the the yeah. core of what's going on here. Uh, when we first met, we first started dating. We started watching trash movies together instantaneously, mm-hmm. and we found a love with each other through trashy horror films. And we used to go to the video store. Yes, the video store, <laughs> and we would rent just the craziest boxes we could get and for some reason we never got into the italian film so i guess they weren't in the video stores but now in our later years we're finding these movies more and more and we're just like what in the frig is going on <laughs> and you're liking them way better than i am i'm not gonna lie this is a genre 
or I should say subgenre of horror films that I just can't get my head around. I don't know why they're so popular. Um, and I, I always break it down to say, I think we've said this in a couple other episodes. I think we did. Um, I'm trying to think of this on this show so far that we've done. And I know Zombie 3. I know um, The Beyond come to mind instantly. Same director, uh, Fulci. Um, I don't think we've hit any others. Yes, we have hit Argento. We did the um, uh, the optical one, the eyeglass one. Oh, um, we did a we did an actual before and after of our other show um, yeah. on dark glasses. On dark glasses, yeah. Which I'm mad that we didn't do Dracula 3D because <laughs> that was we a should've. real. It was turd. a hot shit show. Yeah. Um, and uh, with that being said, I don't get it. You know, I know that there's a popularity, and I think the reason, and what I was about to say, was there's this punk rock idea, this aesthetic. Where these movies are like just as, you know, as punk as you can get. Where a film crew goes out there and makes some crazy stuff, not necessarily making any sense, but just making this crazy movie. And I think people really gravitate toward that weird idea. And I think that's where these movies fall. And that's why I think I have a hard problem getting in them. Because, look, I appreciate good directing. I appreciate all that stuff. You know, let me just list it out. I appreciate good music. I appreciate good, like, uh, uh, cinematography. I appreciate good directing. I appreciate good acting. And I appreciate good scripts. I don't think these movies have any of that. I know that sometimes I will say, and I should back up a little bit, because some of these I do enjoy. And I've said that in the past, I, I think I've mentioned, I like Argento the most. We, we both agree that Argento is the best set of the I think Mario Bava with, like, Black Sunday kind of nailed it. There's, like, a really cool vibe to that film. And I know people like it way more than I do. And, and, yeah. and that's cool. Um, to me, I'd rather watch Suspiria. I'd rather watch um, Deep Red. Mm-hmm. And I think Deep Red is Tenebrae. awesome. Uh, Tenebrae is growing, growing on me. Mm-hmm. It does have a lot of those problems. But his movies grow on me the most. And I, I know, like, this is a thing. But tonight we are doing what director? We're, we're doing Umberto Lenzi. Okay. And, again, this movie has a lot of these problems. And I, this is going to be a really tough plot breakdown. Usually on this show, we're talking trash. We kind of talk out bad movies. Mm-hmm. In, because, look, half the time we think you shouldn't see them. So we watch them for you, and we try to break down the plots and make them make sense and joke along the way. But this is going to be tough because some of these movies don't make much sense, and they have, and and this one particularly just happens so quick. And it went on for a while. When we, I thought we were an hour and a half in. We were only like thirty-five minutes in, and I was like, "Holy shit, the plot is moving so quick." Yeah. There's I mean, so much happening. But I will say that we have seen another Umberto Lenzi, Lenzi oh, movie. Oh, sure we have, yeah. Uh, that was Spasmo. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember this one. <laughs> I do. Is this the one with the mannequins? <laughs> we gave it a four. <laughs> I might have it's given it a lower. I don't even know. It's a very strange movie. Uh, uh, well, I gave it a four. Um, 
Yeah, there it's a guy and a girl walking on the beach and they find the woman's body. Yeah, it's mannequins. And it's a yes. They okay. keep posing mannequins mm-hmm. as the corpses. It's very, very strange. Yeah, so we have seen Umberto Lindsay movies before. Oh, there's another one we've also seen. I think it was Knife of Ice. Yeah, we saw Knife of yeah, Ice. I think we watched it around the same time as each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean But let's get into the plot. Okay. Let's try to explain okay. what we watched first. And, and that's why we're saying Drinking was a bad idea because half of it felt convoluted. And I think it we we actually rewound one scene three times just to understand what? What is happening? Well, it was convoluted before we started drinking. So in all fairness. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, We we cracked open our beer with it right when it started. And you know what? You know how what the warning sign of a bad movie is? Joe has a list of warning signs. You're about to watch a terrible movie. Right? When the opening of the movie is a driving sequence, <laughs> check. Everybody has turtlenecks, check. Ugh. And we got both of those. So I mean, this okay. This was wait, a this was a warning sign. Wait, in all fairness, this movie took place. It was uh, it was made in 1972. Yeah, true. You know how I have a complete and utter disdain for 70s fashion. I think it's disgusting. Yes. And Although I did dig the guy's plaid suit. I mean, there's turtlenecks everywhere. I can't stand it. This is like a nightmare in fashion, but yes, I can't help it. Most of my movies take place in the seventies. Yeah, ahead. yeah, and I think most of my least favorite films take place. I think that seventies in general was like the time period of people going, "I don't know what we're doing," <laughs> right? It's just like I don't know. Let's see what sticks. Like uh, disco, maybe. Oh my god, rock, kind of. I you mean, know, it's yeah. the same thing with movies. Uh, what if we have an artistic killer? I don't know. Why not? Uh, so, yeah, here we go. So this movie starts off with a driving sequence with, I don't know, jazz music? Like synth jazz? It's, it doesn't belong. <laughs> it's That's a thing. That's a thing. Sometimes, like, uh, like Argento, uh, he'll get, like, a collaboration with uh, Goblin. Or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, the band Goblin. And they'll have this crazy cool synth wave music or this goth, like this gothic creepiness. and Or sometimes it's just like a synth piano playing and it's just creepy. And it sometimes it's intense. Sometimes it overpowers the scene in a way where it makes the scene better because the music is so intense. Not here. No. <laughs> Here we got jazz music playing at all times, and it is very strange, especially since we're watching basically what is obvious, the killer, just the gloves of the killer driving along. We have to watch the title cards with the jazz music and the title, and and then the killer driving the car. And that goes on for the entire title card. It's like almost like Umberto Lenzi just didn't understand how to make a thrilling like a score you know like it seems well, like it's not him i'm sure but i don't know who the composer i mean is, he had but... to hire someone and his direction was okay let's just do some sweet jazz tunes a lot of the time <laughs> well it's like he went to the dentist and he was like sitting in the chair and he was like this is what i want yeah whatever is mean, playing right now this sounds kind of groovy yeah let's this is just... cool yeah yeah what if there was a killer with this music playing so, yeah, it doesn't we, matter if there's a killer. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. still upbeat and jazzy. Because this is a, uh, a, a Italian horror film, this credit scene ends at Hooker's. <laughs> Which, if anybody heard our last shows, 
or, or a couple of months ago, or a couple of months ago, we did the Fast and the Furious franchise, and everybody kept saying road hose. We got a lot of road hose here. This is a, in, it's such a, a such an area for prostitution that they actually started a campfire and look like they're roasting marshmallows. Yeah. And there's so many cars pulling up. There is though. Like, here's the thing. It looks like a drive-in movie. Yeah. They're, they're parked. They're like literally people parked. People are driving on the sidewalk like, to get a horse. Yeah, but like there's people parked, so they like turn in tricks on the cars right then and there. I guess that's what's happening. Cause yeah. It's like a drive-in movie. It's pretty interesting. I mean, but, I mean, some of these prostitutes are really freaking gorgeous. I mean, yeah. They don't look like prostitutes. Well, the, the, the main one that we uh, pan in on is uh, very, very mad that no John has picked her up. Well, I would be too if I was that pretty and no one stopped to get me. So, right here, this movie has <laughs> a problem. What am I saying? Now, you would, th- <laughs> you would think that uh, this was a random killing, right? Because this scene sets up an idea that this is just a random killing that the killer, who we just watched drive, has just picked up a random prostitute to kill. Well, right? I mean, yes, yeah, what we're led to believe. But... We find out as the movie goes on, this isn't random, which is crazy, because what if she got picked up by another guy? True. I mean, he was taking a real risk, you know? I mean, she was very pretty. Yeah. She, he risked the idea that, eh, maybe she's not good enough. <laughs> yeah, that, That's a crazy risk. And she's very frustrated, but luckily, he parks far enough away and honks his horn that she's like, oh. And then she adjusts her makeup a little bit, takes her time, and then walks over to the car and gets instantly in. And then we cut to a scene which seems to be taking place in a cornfield. Cornfield. Corn I mean, we went from like what looked like a drive-in movie place. Yeah, to, the streets of wherever this movie takes place. Well, I think well they're definitely in Italy. I just don't know where in Italy. I don't, I don't, they keep yeah. mentioning a lot of places in Italy, but anyway, so. Yeah, so they take her to he takes her to a cornfield and she just starts stripping naked. Yeah, from what looks like the red light district of a city to a cornfield that's covered in smoke. It's it's weird. I mean, why would you choose just a a, a cornfield to you know handle your biz? Yeah, and of course she instantly drops her clothes, revealing her breasts. Because this is an Italian horror film, so it's got to have as many tit shots as possible. What did I say to you when she was being murdered? I said, well, that's a waste of nice boobs. <laughs> we instantly went, well, those are nice. Yeah, those are nice. What a waste of nice boobs. And, of course, she gets beat to death. Which first I thought was a machete, but it was a pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like a, a guy laying some pipe. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> on, a, on a prostitute. <laughs> You know, I, I, I choose to keep him. I'll keep him around even if he makes bad jokes. Hey, <laughs> I think that was a good one. I personally did. I mean, it could have been. One. It was all I right. can call Jeff you know. in if you want me to phone him in. No, we can't have Jeff. He's terrible. Um, That puns <laughs> and jokes. So, yeah, we got a dead prostitute right off the bat. We have a driving scene, a dead prostitute. We're hitting these nails. Like, we're oh, getting yeah. them. We're getting them done. We're moving quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. We instantly, after this, we meet a woman in a shop um, trying on clothes and talking to the shop owner and talking about how she's getting married and she's got to wear a terrible dress. Yeah, I don't understand this. Okay, so she keeps saying something like, you know, I guess the attendant in the shop is trying to make her wear this awful purple scarf. 
with her outfit, which the outfit already is hideous as it is. And, and but so that's she, not what's happening, though. I mean, well... She is supposed to be wearing the scarf because it turns out the guy who owns makes all the clothes for the shop is actually her fiancé. Yeah, her fiancé. And he is giving her... She's a model of some sort, and he's makes her outfits and the scarf is a part of her outfit and it's not supposed to be taken off but they're saying she wants to wear white for the wedding yeah I and mean, the she's like oh he won't let me that's not far-fetched but what the hell i mean he's some kind of he, he owns a boutique, a boutique like clothing store yeah and he's insisting that his fiance wear this hideous dress it's like a black it, white thing she just looks like a hippie now, now, look. Let me get rid of this at least. I mean, we've got to be reasonable, dear, or you'll come out resembling a piece of fruitcake. You're telling me. I want to get married in white with orange blossoms. Well, then insist on it while there's still time to. <laughs> That's too dangerous. You know how stubborn Mario is. Mm, he sure might do. cancel the wedding. <laughs> All I can say is, based with that dress, I'd rather give up marriage. Oh, yeah? I notice you haven't given up selling my stuff. Can I help it if people go for nutty designers these days? Ciao, Mario. Ciao. What'd you take away the scarf for? Mm, so you're the culprit. Wanda, take this away and you'd ruin the whole design. It'd make her look like some sort of cauldron. Take your pardon? Wanda, just carry out my designs. Haven't you gotten rich on them? Here, have the cutter start on these. It's the winter line for Saint Moritz. Yes, master. But like, it's, it's on the mannequin. I think the the wedding dress is on the mannequin. She's wearing some kind of floral craziness with a lavender scarf. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, the fashion, like I said, of the 70s is just gross. But the, they don't really elaborate on the fact that he owns a boutique. They kind of just say that he does. And yep. he comes in and, and greets her. And it's just a weird encounter. Like, I don't feel like they're a couple. Well, before that happens, though, there's a phone call. And the uh, head of the store answers it. And it turns out it's for the woman. She doesn't work there. She's just there looking at the wedding dress. Yeah, so no one would know that she's there, you know, for her appointment, for her wedding dress. Yeah. So they said, oh, it's for you. And, of course, when she gets on the phone, we see the black gloves hang up the phone. Because yeah. it's a, an Italian horror film. So this uh, killers always have to alert everybody that there's some crazy shit going on. Yeah, of course. They just don't kill you. No, they, they don't. They got to tell you first. It has to be dragged out first. They have yeah. to be like, hey, girl. Yeah, exactly. Get and, and I'm surprised this movie didn't have breathing because killers always have asthma of some sort or uh, heavy uh, bronchitis oh. problems. <laughs> it's not Black Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing, though, in almost all of these movies that there's heavy breathing, really nasty breathing. This movie didn't have that. He just hangs up on her. Um, that's when the guy, the, the fiancé comes in, and he own, he says he owns a shop, and he actually gets mad because it had taken the scarf off. He puts it on his fiancé, and he says that's a part of the outfit. And then the head of the uh, the shop basically is, like, trashing the outfits. Well, because it's and, gross. Yeah, and he says, well, I, I, I've i made you rich off of my uh, designs. Yeah, so he's kind of pompous. you got to kind of take it. So, like, he's telling his... his fiance obviously that she what she can wear for their wedding yeah. they're like i ain't marrying you dude i'm gonna wear a white wedding gown on my wedding day yeah but that ain't happened <laughs> that ain't happened she said oh he'll probably leave me i mean really yeah. already okay so already this couple is a little bit you know there's there's a gray area here i don't know why she's even with this dude i mean he doesn't seem like an asshole but he doesn't seem like the best 
you know, person either. Oh, it's definitely it's sus. Controlling. Yeah, very sus. So. Well, yeah, here's the thing, though. Um, his name is Mario. You know how I know? They're going to say it a fucking hundred times in this film. Mario. Yeah? Did you tell anyone that I had an appointment here? Why? Someone phoned a moment ago. He asked for me, but there was no one there when I answered. That kind of thing happens to pretty girls. Ah, uh, listen, are you coming to that opening with me tonight? No. You should enjoy your last free hours as a bachelor by yourself, darling. Oh, sure. Well, well do you remember her name? Nope. <laughs> I don't Julia. remember any other it's name Julia. but Mario. It's Julia. You have to remember Julia. They say Gulia? that a hundred times. Julia? <laughs> Julia Gulia? I like her name. It's spelled with a G. G-I-U-L-I-A. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Mario Mario, though, he uh, he said, like, hey, did you, did you tell anybody that had the appointment today? And he's like, no, why? Someone called specifically for me that they knew I was here. And, and what did they say? They hung up. All right, that's weird. Moving on. Yes, yeah, so we have right now, as of, as of right now, we have one dead prostitute on our hands. And now there's some weirdo calling Julia at the boutique store owned by her fiance, Mario. Yeah. And uh, they're going to go, um, I believe, they're, I, I think we cut to them. Well, the police, we see this police um, looking at the corpse of the woman. And they find in the prostitute's hand, there is a crescent moon-shaped charm, like a necklace. Like a necklace charm. But on the charm, there seems to be phases or pictures of phases in the crescent moon. And they're like, huh. That's interesting. That's interesting. So then we uh, cut to the, the. I think that, I don't know if they're newly married. I, this is a part where I didn't really understand. I think they're newly married and they're going on their honeymoon because they're on a train and they're kissing in their train booth. Yeah, well, we don't, they skip over the wedding, so we don't need that crap. So they, they skip right over the wedding. Yeah, they, I was, they were married. That's what I was sure. I thought they were either going to where they're going to get married or they already were married and this is the honeymoon. Well, if they just skipped over the wedding because she was preparing to get married with her wedding dress and all that crap. They and do then, call them husband and wife throughout the film after yeah, this. So, yeah, so I guess they, they were they already just married. They skip the wedding. Yeah, so uh, they're in their train car. And he has to go, I think he's going to go out while she's staying in the train car to get something, like probably drinks or something. And when he leaves, the light goes out in her train room. And someone tries to freaking kill her. And that's when the uh, trench coat mafia comes in there and uh, switchblade. And slices her across the chest. We thought she died. We're like, wait, isn't she the main character? And yeah. uh, he seems to have, well, it... Whatever this person is. In these movies, it could be anybody. And they could just say anybody. It could have been a monkey in a trench coat. We would believe it because I think that happens yeah. in one of these movies once. So Phenomena? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we're like, oh, she's dead? But no, uh, this. well, this is crazy. She gets slashed up pretty bad. We think she's dead. And they cut to her funeral. I was like, holy shit. First of all, she's the main character. Yeah, we're like, what, what the what? And you kept going, no, no, no. It's like, that can't be right. Yeah. That can't be right. Because she's definitely the main character. They established that. So, yeah. And turns out that that was a ruse. Um, they faked her death. And they made it seem like she, they had a funeral and all that stuff. They, they made it seem like she was dead. Because they obviously knew that someone was after her. So, I guess Mario, the husband, took it upon himself. We never really get that established. The police. 
Well, the, the police actually did this. Well, the police, but here's the thing. Mario has now gone on to this like crazy like detective. It hasn't mode. happened yet. Well, he's going to go on to a detective Oh, he mode. goes he goes wild with that. It, it, it's such a waste of time. I actually think we might have skipped another murder. Well, in but I couldn't there, remember if the murder happened after this or before, but go. I think the reason they faked the funeral is another murder happened. So there's another girl. She was a very pretty um, painter. She's an, an artist. And this is another check off my list. And this is just... Uh, she goes, we don't even know anything about her. Not a thing. Not no, a thing We just kind of follow her at an art show because mm-hmm. I think they talk about they're going to go to the art show that night. Yeah, so they're going to go to the art show. Before she's, they went on the train and everything. I think they yeah. said, oh, the art show's tonight. So she has like, I guess, um, some some art on exhibit there. And then we see her just cut to, you know, she's going into her apartment. We're following her, go back to her apartment and we have to go through the motions, the useless motions of her feeding her cats and all this nonsense. The cats are dubbed. Even the cats are dubbed in this. We watched the dubbed version of this, and the cats are even dubbed, and they are really annoying. I mean, sounding. it's really annoying. I mean, yes. Oh, you're angry. Of course, that's right. My poor kiddies, I forgot, didn't I? I forgot to open the door for... We have to go through that and she goes through the motion to change it to her nightgown, the whole thing, you know, like right before you get murdered. It's a staple in all horror movies. Yes. Like you have to watch the person get ready for bed. Okay, and and so of course the phone call. And the phone where call hangs, of, hangs up of on course her. where he he just hangs up on her. There's no communication, nothing. And she keeps hearing shit in her apartment and, you know, crazy horror stuff. She just just like every other horror movie, she does not go out the front door. Yeah. She just looks well, around. Before that, though, we have to talk about before uh, that all happens. The cats are murdered. Okay, <laughs> some well, I think reason the... the killer drugged the milk that they were drinking on their bowls. I mean, that was random because all the cats just die. How would she, how would he? Okay, why though? If he's planning on going there and murdering her, why would you know. drug the milk? Did he think that they would give him away? It's very bizarre. They're cats. They don't give a fuck. They just like walk around and just knock shit off tables. Yeah. So like. I mean, I guess he was afraid they were gonna give him some paps. <laughs> skibbity paps. Some skibbity paps. We don't know what's gonna happen there. <laughs> and he's like, oh, these cats might alert me. They're paps. <laughs> Shout out to Munch. Tony Baker. Um. I'm looking at you. What you about to do? Well, I was gonna demonstrate the skibbity pass. Oh, what's that? The skibbity pass. Stop staring at me. Yeah, I mean, uh, he kills these cats. These cats are dying, and then she's startled, and she goes to get the phone. That's when she runs across the room and the, to get the phone to call the cops because she knows something's up. She actually tastes the milk, which made me laugh. That was weird. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> I mean, if there's cyanide someone, in there or something, yeah. uh, when you taste it? something, you go drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, I just put this in my mouth. It's like when she, the, the yeah. detectives in older movies, like you know, oh, taste, they put their fingers they t- in the blood and they taste it. Yeah, they taste blood. Blood. It's blood. My favorite of that. Our favorite of that is uh, Eli Roth's Thanksgiving oh. when uh, Michael Bean does that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to my embarrassing moment episode Aww, where we talked about Michael, Michael Bean. Bean. Uh, Love you. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So yeah, she runs to the phone to call the cops and. 
that's when uh, the killer is, of course, behind her, where he was hiding. I guess he's a master of disguise because he strangles her with her telephone wire, her cord of her telephone. Yes, people, there used to be cords on telephones. <laughs> 1972. Yeah, uh, and she is strangled to death with the cord of the telephone. And, of course, the cops find her body. Oh, and, of course, when she hits the floor, the paint's on her paintings. And I, I, also, the killer, not only does he drug the cats and kill the cats, but he also takes the time to paint the eyeballs on her paintings. Yeah, and he makes it into some kind of, like, crazy... Um, dripping blood. Dripping looking. blood, like, creepy thing. Like, he has a painting of a guy. Killers are wacky. And he just puts blood all over. It's like, well, red paint to make it look like blood. It's weird. It's like, why go through all this, man? Like, horror are you movie trying killers. to leave, like, a calling card? Ho- 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 <laughs> horror movie killers are just the best. I mean, they are, but here's the thing. Most, ho- most horror movie killers have one, like... One mo, you know, like this guy has several. He just does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, he, he and no one ever points his, any of it out. By no, the way. he leaves his crescent moon, which is supposed to be his calling card. But then the police never make mention of the weird, like you the know, the filing of the yeah, the, the filing of the paintings, the cat killing, nothing like that. When when he kills her in the scene, she hits the floor, and uh, the paintings knock it knocks over some of the paints, and all the paints drip onto her because. We have to make this as artistic as possible. It has to look Hollywood. Oh, of course. So she's oh. like naked from the waist up and she's got paint dripping on her breasts and everything. It has to have the whole thing. And and we do it. And the cops, much. Like we said, the cops. And my favorite thing we have to point out, because from now on, when they kill the, call the killer this, uh, the cops call on the radio, they call him the Crescent Moon Maniac. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> The Crescent Moon Maniac. I think if I was the killer, I'd be pissed. It's like the Red Dragon uh, kidnapping the news reporter and saying, fuck you, I'm the Red Dragon. Don't call me, uh, what do they call him, the Tooth Fairy in yeah. the Red Dragon? I'm not the Tooth Fairy, I'm the Red Dragon. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, the, the so yeah, the killer's loose again, and the cops are like, oh, there's some shit. And that's when I think the train thing happens, and then they fake the funeral to try to lure out the killer because killers usually show up at funerals yeah or they show up at the crime well, scene they usually show up at the crime scene to be like oh hey you know i want to look at what i did you know yeah i mean i think that's an actual thing and and it's uh like i think uh what is it narcissistic yeah well i've seen a lot of true thing. crime documentaries to know that, that is a thing which makes us experts yeah i'm an expert i don't know about you i have seen every true crime documentary i'm just well, saying well, they show him a slideshow. They show the husband of the woman in the train car uh, a slideshow of everybody who was at the funeral. And he has to tell everybody, oh, I don't know this person. Oh, I know that person. I know this person. I don't know that person. Hoping that one of these people is the murderer. So he sees a slide a slide of, of a guy who he has no idea who that is. It turns out that the police know who that is. And they say, oh, he's an under, undercover cop. He's the chief of police. That's he's very chief smart. Of police. Okay, but that shit never comes back. <laughs> we thought of, I, I instantly, because I love playing this game and Joe hates it, that I try to guess the killers. And usually I guess decently enough. I mean, you're pretty, you're pretty on, 
on top there, yeah, I, you know? I try like really you, hard. You really, you are on point. You really get it. A lot of the time, that's why I get mad. So I'm like, you motherfucker. Yeah, I'm like, like ruin the whole movie. To, yeah, I'm like, I'm watching this. Can I come up with my own scenario before well, you spoil it? Usually you ask me, okay, who is it? And I'm like, are you sure? Because you get mad. And then I tell you and you're mad anyways. Well, because we usually go through four theories. But most of the time, your first theory is correct. And, I, and then at the end of the movie, I'm like, motherfucker. Uh, to give a little uh, information on this, uh, this started way back before we even started dating. We were hanging out with uh, friends, and we were seeing, um, I believe, uh, Sixth Sense. No. Yeah, the Sixth Sense. Oh, the Sixth Sense. Okay, uh, wait. I leaned yeah. over to you, and I said, oh, he's dead. Right in the, when he got shot. Right when they, they went to the church, right after he got shot in the movie. And I said, oh, he's dead. And he said, what? That doesn't even make sense. And I said, anytime a movie doesn't tell you something or show you something, they're hiding information. So the only logical conclusion is, is that he's dead. And you, the whole movie, you were sitting there. And when it finally got like it happened in the movie, you looked at me and you were so mad. And since then, every time we've watched a movie together, you say, well, who is it? What's happening? You know, it's like I, I really don't want to know, but I just want to see if I can prove you wrong. Yeah, it, we used to, our favorite thing, and this is something we've wanted to do for a long time, but we've never done it. We wanted to, for the longest time, record ourselves watching trailers because we used to joke around that I would guess the movie from the trailer. I couldn't stand it. You've and, done that so many times. And you were, we were like, we're gonna, oh, we got to start recording our exact, uh, like uh, seeing a trailer for the first time. And me guessing the plot of the movie and then see the real movie and then go back to it and say how right or wrong we were. And we were going to do that. We've never done it. We always wanted to, but we never have. I mean, I would love to. I just feel like, you know, you're such a smart ass. And you're always like so right about all of it. And it makes me so angry. I just think that's a funny concept. Me trying to destroy a movie just from like a a minute and a half trailer. I mean, we've been wrong lately on on our assumptions on movies. Like, you know. I haven't been doing good, yeah. No, we haven't. Some movies are really getting to me. Yeah. So, I mean, this one automatically. I guess that near the end. Because, like, the, the problem with this one was. This is one of those movies that doesn't establish who the killer could be until way later. Yeah, and also another thing about this movie is there's too many players, but they yes. don't establish every one of and, them. And they do this terrible directing style where everybody's like, oh, anybody's a suspect. Yeah. They keep zooming on faces like crazy, which is only done for tension. So, yeah, yeah I mean, basically, like I said, I right here when we saw this uh, scene where they're showing him all the people at his fun- her funeral, I said, oh, it's the sheriff. It's the chief of police. Because why would they have that scene in there? Yeah, but why? It's like one of those diversion tactics, it, you know? It was strange. It was strange. Like, there was no... If, if you're going to throw something in there, make it somebody that we've seen or have established at some point, you know? But, so to make us think that it could be them. Yeah. But this guy, we don't know him from nothing. He's we, never we, even showed up. No, we show... They show him in the midway. Oh. It, 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 it For is... For like 30 seconds, then there's no reason. There, Yeah, this one is a... It's odd. But yeah, the wife, they faked her death and uh, they pass it around to the media. And everybody in the world thinks that she really got killed. And they want to see if they can... I don't know what their plot is here. What their point is. They just want to find find the killer. Yeah, but how... If they hide her, like they say that she's dead, 
what could ever come of it? I mean, which makes sense as to why, you know, he can't go back to his normal life. Like his, he owns the boutique, you know, the yeah, store. Basically he can't do that. They're like a witness protection program. Pretty much. Kind of, kind of. And that's what leads him and her into playing detective throughout mm-hmm. the whole film. This uh, husband and wife start playing detective. And what's crazy is the wife, she has a lot of information that just starts coming out. And half of it, we were like, what? Well, they're trying to figure out what the victims all might have in common and why he's targeting these particular women. So it turns out that of the, th- the two women that were murdered, she's the third attempted. Yeah. You know, but there are two women before her that were murdered. Turns out that those two women or one of the women she knew she knew from a hotel that she used to work at. She worked with both of them at the hotel. Oh, the artist too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that she worked there and she Or there were knew, guests. Well, one was a guest and one was the maid. And the the prostitute was the maid. And it turns out that she ended up quitting because there was like a guy there that was like harassing her or some shit. And so she ended up quitting and then she took to the streets. So that's what happened with her. And so she recognized her name and she's like, oh, I remember her. She was a maid, you know, at this hotel or whatever. So there you go. There's your starting point. This hotel that she worked at. I I have to point this out. I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm. But this woman, the wife here. Uh, you said her name is what? Julia. Okay, Julia. She she remembers from two years ago guests and co-workers that she kind of saw at the hotel she worked at. And you're sure you've never met this woman before? No. I thought all night long, but, well, you see, I'm not much good at remembering faces. Just have no memory for them. Well, you know, it's funny. She She doesn't remember right off the bat. She has to look at the register the hotel register and see names well that's what's crazy about this she has to she instantly knows to go to the hotel that she worked at mm-hmm. that's what's really nuts okay and she also starts remembering things in crazy ways uh she's like oh yeah i worked at a hotel and i know that person and she worked at the hotel with me i think we should go to the hotel and check the registry yeah, it was kind of bizarre the way it all came about because she was initially just looking into that prostitute and find out who she was. And when she found out that, uh, I think they were saying that her name was um, uh, La Siciliana or something like that. La um, Tus- Tuscana. La Tuscana. Marcello what? We don't know her last name yet, but nickname's La Tuscana. Strange. Tuscans generally aren't the superstitious kind. Matter of fact, sir, she was Southern, Sicilian, Calabrian. Mm. See if you can find out why they called her La Toscana. Yes, sir, get on it right away. Okay. And so that's what they call her on the street. And she's like, oh, I recognize that, that, that nickname. Because of your shock, I've held this one back till now. Why, that's Inez. I'm sure it is. Inez? She worked at our hotel. Are you positive it's her? Absolutely. She was a very good girl. She wasn't a very good maid, but she tried awfully hard. She came from some village in Calabria. But she was known as La Toscana. And so that's how she found out that she worked at the hotel with her. So that was the starting point. So they just, you know, she she and her husband went to that hotel, looked at the register, and saw all these names. Yeah. And I I actually think another another woman gets killed. But I'm having a hard time remembering this. I think another one does. I think an older woman. An older woman i don't know i don't recall that happening no there's no older woman that gets killed nope 
Fun fact, you're wrong. Well, she's the third. Uh, so she's the third. She, she comes with this knowledge that there's going to be seven mm-hmm. in this registry. But there definitely had to be, because I know for a fact. No, they cut to the insane asylum with that woman. Yeah, but I thought there was another, because there's seven. So who the hell were the other ones? Well, there were seven intended victims. Yeah. There's not, they didn't all die. They didn't all get killed. I thought a lot of them did, except for two. Mm, no. <laughs> no, there's only two that got killed. Um, no, I think there was definitely another woman. Well, I'm sorry. Excuse me. There's two in the beginning. Then she survives. The and main we, girl, Julia. We, we have another character that they have to hunt down. And uh, she's in an insane asylum. Yes. And uh, apparently she's in this registry. And also, we have to talk about, this is the scene we rewound it. We rewound three times. Uh, this is where they check out the registry. It turns out that the killer must have ripped out pages. And she knows a specific time of what month, which is September, that the, that they should look into because this is when everybody was there. She remembers this. And what's crazy about this is she keeps going, an American. She remembers an American was there who had a keychain with a crescent moon keychain. Right? And then she says, um, oh, and by the way. She had, he had, they had, everybody had, to, I wanted to see the registry of who was here between this date and this date. And he goes, well, what about this other date? And she goes, no, no one would be here that day. How, what the, f-? we were like, what the fuck was well, she Well, she was about? saying, no, she was saying that, that the people, well, the husband was saying between the 28th and the 30th, but they would all have to sign in on, on the exact same days. So he's, she's like, he's like, well, what, what if they signed in on the 30th? And she goes, no one would do that. Well, let's assume the page is missing. Have a look and see if there are any changes from the 28th to the 30th. What changes? Compare the names. Whoever was in the hotel on the 28th or the 30th must also have been present on the 29th. Sure, but what if there was someone who only spent the 29th here? No, that wouldn't have happened in September. Yeah, it was like this one particular date. She's like, okay, I'm like, why wouldn't they sign in on that date? We were like, what? There was no explanation. She's just being so weird. It's just it was so it, bizarre. It have, the information is coming so quick. We're like, what? Yeah, how huh? this husband she and wife this? team like actually got all of this information, like how they they drew these conclusions that these women all were connected by this particular hotel as guests, or you know the you know the fact staff. that she remembers any of this, and the fact that okay, yeah, two years ago she remembered Kathy Adams. How could I have remembered Miss Adams? She was only here four days, from September 27th until the 30th. If the guy that ripped out the page did it because he wanted to make her name disappear, he'd have ripped out four pages, wouldn't he? Obviously, that wasn't it, since he only took one. No, what he wanted was the list of guests on the 29th, who were all here the day before and the day after. I've got them all listed here. Let me see something. Anita Ferry, Kathy Adams, Eleanor Markey. I remember her, and also the teacher, Conchetta de Rosa. Four women. Oh, no, there's another woman, Anna Sartori. That makes five. And then there's poor Inez. And myself. All right, seven, so? What you said. A man who likes to run around giving silver half-moons to women. What if he only bore a grudge against these women? The American with the key ring. Three out of seven. And all women. 
He killed Inez, Kerry Adams. And then tried to murder you on the train. Sure, it's a good theory, but in that case... If what we think is true, then the other four women might also be in danger. Which is pretty funny. I mean, I don't even remember what happened an hour ago. So that's pretty impressive on her end. But, like, honestly, she puts all of this together and they start, her and her husband start hunting down the names of these people. So cut to the next name on the register, on the hotel register. And it's this woman who is in a an insane asylum or a psych, psychological facility, something like that. And, um... She's got issues, but she is completely obsessed with the fact that someone's trying to kill her. Yeah. So she thinks it's this old lady reading a magazine upside down, and she thinks she's hiding a knife, and she just... It's, you can tell she's just not right in the head. Yeah, it's um, a thermometer It's actually butt. a thermometer, not a knife. She has a, a thermometer under the couch cushion, but she thinks it's a knife, and she thinks someone's trying to kill her, which is not too far off because someone is trying to kill her. So... She goes into her bedroom and she's, you know, scared shitless. And turns out, yeah, the killer's in her room. Yeah, of course. Uh, play, and nobody, none of the nurses are coming. And, she, and he's like turning on the faucets and all this stuff. Oh, making more noise. Tub. Yeah, making yeah. more noise than anything. And so he drowns her in the bathtub. So she is now victim number four. Now we think that, well, the killer supposedly thinks that Julie, Julia is dead because he slashed her in the train car. But we already know, we as the audience know that she is alive and well, and he doesn't know that she's alive and well. So he's just moving on to his next victim. So right now we supposedly have four victims. Julie is alive, but four. Um, and they all have nothing to do with each other aside from the fact that they're all connected by this hotel. That they were all guests or worked at this hotel which we never establish why, that's a thing. Um, what is this hotel? Like, what is the meaning of this? There's no establishing story or anything like that. They just tell us that, oh, all these victims stayed at this hotel. Okay, yeah. great. Well, that's wonderful. All right, so this woman in the, um, in the mental health facility is now drowned. And her, this Julia person and her husband, Mario are trying to figure out the connection with the with I guess the oncoming victims the well, new the next the, who's the next victim well that's the thing they they there's a um Meanwhile, a school teacher yeah oh this yeah they're doing all of this investigating but they're not stopping anything from happening she's the she's the one I was talking about I think uh there's a school teacher that they find on the that's going to be they think is the next victim and they go to her and she says uh oh there were, I remember it was an American man that was at the hotel okay, that was bothering us. And she goes to the sketch guy and she and they sketch him and it is hilarious. It's like if it's, anybody has ever seen that video of the guy, all the neighborhood talking about there's a leprechaun in the neighborhood and then they show a sketch of the leprechaun and it's just basically like a like an outline of a, an alien with a hat. It, that's exactly what this looks like. It's just oh, like is that a, the one? Hide your kids, hide your wife. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you see the leprechaun and say, yeah, if you saw the leprechaun. Oh, my God. Oh, and that's one of my favorite videos. Um, But, yeah, it's just like that. And, uh, yeah, they everybody's, like, looking at this sketch. And he's like, it's an American man. So they become obsessed with the fact that it's an American. Everybody knows it's an American. And they go around 
they go the, the the main guy Mario. He goes around to everybody trying to tell, ask everybody if they know this guy in the sketch. Right? I mean, it looks like a stick figure drawing. <laughs> it's insane. There is no facial features on this thing. It's just like a, a simple, like my four-year-old niece could draw it. Yeah, and <laughs> and the the funniest part about this is he actually gets a name. Some some uh, drug guy comes up and goes uh, yeah. because they basically said, "Well, why don't you go check out the low lives in uh, town square? All the hippies, <laughs> ask them. You know, all those damn artists, right?" And so he goes, "Oh, okay." So he, and so of course artists again. So he goes out there and shows his pictures. One guy comes up and he's like, "Hey, can I bump smokes?" And then he's like, "I know that guy. That's Frank." I mean, there's no way that you Frank, can look at it. And we, this is a, this is the second name that we get a lot. Frank Sa- Saunders. Yes. Frank Saunders and Mario are said so many times about this. And film. Julia, Julia also. I don't remember them saying her name yeah, a lot. Yeah, they say her name a lot actually. Uh, it but didn't like, stick in my mind. If you look at this, I swear, I wish that you guys could see the drawing of this guy it literally looks like a child drew it there is no this is not like a yeah it's professional, not a professional um, sketch artist yeah it's uh you know uh so bad the the weirdest part is that mario is doing the police work because what we forgot yeah. to tell you was um there uh there was another guy who um dated the prostitute or whatever and they took him for questioning and they basically beat him into admitting he killed them. Yeah, this poor they, guy. They beat this guy. The cops beat him, and they're just forcing a confession just to get it over with. Right, and but Mario's it doesn't like, end there. Yeah, Mario's like, no, I know it's not that. So he keeps going on, and then he he keeps calling them. He's like, no, we have register. We have his names. And they're like, he already confessed. We're not going to listen to you. And he's like, no, I'm telling you, there's going to be more victims. And if you're wrong and there's another victim, you guys, it's going to be on you guys. And that's when they go to the school teacher and she does the whole thing. And then he's, they're like, well, we're going to put a protection on her anyways. But he gets, she gets a phone call from her, her priest uh, to, to come in to talk about a book. And he says, well, I'll be in the church at these times. And she goes... She decides to go with the cop escort to the to the church to confess at the you know the confessional, and these cops are the worst. Every, I mean, every all these movies, the so cops are so bad. bad. Uh, they get a call after like beating the confession at this guy, and the two guys are waiting inside the church. And there's one guy outside the church, and there's one guy inside the church watching her. And she goes in the confessional booth with the preacher to talk, and. We uh we we see that the headquarters they get a heads up, they're like, no, she got a phone call from her priest, and he's like, where is she now? And they're like, she's in church with her preacher, and then that's when the actual priest, that's the preacher that called her, comes in and says, oh I um have you seen her? I am not. I, I didn't get to see her. We've, we've been all messed up, and I haven't been able to go to the church to see well, her. Well, they had an appointment, and you know yeah. he had to push it, you know, push it back, and she didn't show up to that appointment. Yeah. So he was the priest that she was supposed to talk to. So who the hell is she talking to if he's there? Well, no, she showed up to the appointment. He couldn't show up to the right. appointment. He he's late. Show up. And they're like, wait a minute, who is she talking to then? So they run across town. The chief of police and the, 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 the head detective, they run across town and they get there and these idiots 
didn't even watch her. Of course, she's dead in the confessional booth. Of course. She was strangled. Of course. So this is victim number five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Mario's right. And so they're like, Mario's like onto everything. At this point, Mario, that sketch, because that guy said Frank, that's Frank. He sends him to, uh, I don't remember this guy's, how, this guy's name, but it's another American drug addict who's an artist that has like a party and he goes to his house and this character becomes like a character in the movie now for some reason. He is a, just an asshole. What's the matter, you jealous? No, you listen to me and listen good. I don't feel like kidding around. I haven't got the time to smash your face in, so answer me straight, Barrett. He's yeah. like painting girls' breasts. I don't know what's happening in the scene. Everybody's walking around drugged up and high. And Barrett. He... His name is Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. And Mario was like, hey, do you know Frank Saunders? Like, do you know this guy? And he's like, yeah, I know that guy. He was with a girl, and I, I like it, and so I, I don't want to talk to him and all this stuff, and I haven't seen him in a while. And he's like, I need to know, and he's like, well, I don't know anything about it, man. So he, like, writes his name and number on a giant portrait of Marilyn Monroe for mm -hmm. someone to call if they come in the house and they know Frank. Call me if you have any information, basically. All of this basically leads to, it's like really nonsense because what it basically leads to is we find out that this Frank character was in a car crash two years prior. And he's dead. That he's dead. He, he goes to, a, he goes to a, a, a cemetery and he finds Frank's grave and someone has put fresh, seven fresh or orchids on mm -hmm. it. And they say it's painted, but they just look normal? Well, they say that it's um, there's red on the orchids, you know, representing blood. But literally, there's no blood I on didn't this see orchid. It. I didn't see they're, it, yeah. they're, they're just purple and white. Yeah, it looks like a really normal orchid to me. It was like, okay, one of those things where, like, you mentioned something in a movie, but the director hasn't enacted it yet. Yeah, he didn't film it in a way. <laughs> and you know what's crazy, too? If you told me David Lynch directed this scene, I'd believe it. Because oh my God. there's a random guy with gloves and a hat, and there's an old man staring at him, and then he just starts talking to him in a different language, and then nothing comes of it? Yeah, it was... It was uh, there are so many pointless scenes in this movie where, like, you're like, wait a minute. Okay, these two are talking, but why? Yeah. Uh, maybe or, he was saying something interesting, but we're not told what it was. Yeah, or or Mario's doing some kind of investigating, but wait, what? I don't understand what he's yeah. saying. A is it a way to say, oh, he has black gloves on? Like yeah. a killer? I got nothing. I, it's just there, old it man glasses. Pointless. I don't, I don't know what the scene is. He came and went, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, so okay. he knows that uh, his name is Frank Saunders. He died in... Um, 69 i think it was mm -hmm. and that in a car crash and then he goes um oh he died and, and the, the 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 guy who is the grave digger basically the guy who's keeping up the cemetery he's he knows all the information of course at first he doesn't even know frank saunders name. He's like hmm that does sound familiar let me look around for a minute and then he remembers and then the next scene he has all his information on like oh yeah yeah he didn't remember him at all but now he does he goes oh you know what that's really sad no one ever no one really came to his funeral. Yeah, no one comes to visit him. No one comes to And he was, uh, he died in the hospital. And he says, what hospital? And he goes, the American hospital. <laughs> you know. And we're laughing about because this. Because in we're Italy, like, there's a hospital called the American hospital. We're like, what? What American hospital? What is this? Is there like a embassy hospital or something? And then the next scene, we actually see the American hospital. It, it just says the American hospital. It says the American hospital. And, we, and what's really funny about this is, 
right after he says the American hospital, we start seeing Pan Am planes like parking on the runway. And we're like, wait, did Mario just fly to America? And then we get a whole scene of two new characters coming out of an airplane. And we see that the Crescent Moon maniac is watching this woman come out of this airplane with yeah. her husband, apparently. Um, All the women in this movie are very pretty, by the way. Yeah, uh, weird underline, uh, like under eye makeup. Well, it, it's a extra lot of eyelashes. Extra, uh, yeah, yeah, eyelashes underneath. That was the thing in the seventies. It just doesn't. And now they too. all look like raccoon eyes, though. I don't like it. And it's a bit extra in this movie. It is very intense, especially on this actress. Um, they're all pretty, though. Yeah, um, but yeah, she she gets off the airplane, and the cops get there because she happens to be on this list that so Mario they go to has try found. and protect her. Yeah. So they go in there and they tell him they they take her in. And they tell her, they took the husband and have her waiting out on the side. And they're telling her that the husband is being held for questioning about drugs. And she's like, that's impossible and all that stuff. My husband's not like that. And then we see him talking to the cops and they're telling him, we're telling your wife it's this. Because we know that she's fragile and she experienced a car accident two years ago. And that she hasn't been the same since and we're afraid to set her off. So we're telling her this right now. Instead of what's really happening, what's really happening is there's a killer who might be targeting her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is crazy. Uh, th- this this whole thing with this character is just so stupid. Things just randomly happen like a soap opera with this character. It is, but you know, he leaves her at home alone a lot. You know, this husband. Well, the cops are suppo- apparently with her. But, Except like, they're I not. I feel like not... I, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, it's hard to talk about it because so much weird shit just keeps happening in each scene. Uh, Mario goes around and interviews a whole bunch of people. And this is where we start meeting a whole bunch of other characters where the camera zooms in on their face as they watch him mysteriously. Like, they're all bad guys. We get this one guy. Of course, he owns a kennel of dogs. Mm -hmm. Again, there's my dogs. There's tons of dogs. He, like, basically tells him that he says, oh, um, I think Frank went to this thing, and, and you should know him. And he's like, oh, I'm not really sure, but I think he went to this church. Like he was a part of the congregation yeah. or something? So then he goes to the church, and he interviews the priest. And then the priest takes off his glasses, and the camera does the close-up on him. Like, oh, we're supposed to worry about him. But yeah, we have to worry and about the like, priest. he's like, I don't know who that is. And uh, so everybody's like, but they're all doing a face after they're saying something. After he leaves the room, they zoom in on him like, though they have other information. Yeah, but you know what's funny about this situation is they go and they talk to this one priest. That's it. They don't interview other members of the congregation or other priests within the church. Nothing. They just talk to this one guy and they're like, okay, we're satisfied. Let's leave. This guy with the dogs, (laughs) who looks like Mr. Furley. He's got like a, like a, a big tie, like a... It is like, who is this guy? Dated yourself. Oh, I, <laughs> Mr. I think I've dated myself many times on this show. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, um, it, it is really strange. And Mario is like, got the information. He just keeps finding everything. And you know what's really funny? Is his wife is like disappeared from these scenes. Yeah, well, she's left at home a lot of the time, um, which bothers me because he knows that the killer. At this point, At she's this not point, outed as being alive. Well, okay, she, yeah, she hasn't been outed yet. You think they put her in a wig or something? Something to try and mask her identity, but they, they don't. But here's the the whole thing is that she was literally, someone tried to murder her once before. 
why would you ever leave her alone? Yeah. Especially in this ridiculously obscene, huge house that no two people have any business living in. You know, it's so huge. It's like, what, you, you left her alone in this ridiculous house? I mean, anyone could be hiding under the couch. Yeah. And, and you know what's wild is that we go back to that woman, the, uh, the I don't know what she does for a living, but she seems famous or something. But they're holding her, and uh, we we randomly find out that she has a twin sister. Okay. Who's picking up her child, who we only see in one scene. She sends her twin sister out to get a magazine and pick up her child or something? Yeah. And then they didn't think... Oh, maybe the killer would mistaken your twin sister for you. So if that's what exactly happens is the killer gets the twin sister and takes a pulls her into a room from an elevator and uses a drill on her. Yeah, I mean she, she just lays there and takes it. This woman is so pretty. I, I just couldn't help but like stare at how beautiful her eyes were and everything. Um, she's on the list, this lady. But she, like you said, apparently has a, a twin sister, so the killer mistakes her for the the other sister. Yeah, what a, what a but, twist. Okay, that's a twist, but why... He didn't did, know that? No, he obviously didn't do his research. I know, exactly. But, Which is really odd when we're talking about the plot. Yeah, forward, and so but. she's... So the wrong sister got killed. It was the, the yeah. twin of the person he was really trying to kill is now dead. This angers... Uh, oh, is it Julia? Yes. This thing is Julia, so they actually set up a uh, a fake thing where she's going to out that she's actually alive because they want to catch the killer. And she's sick of that everybody getting killed and they haven't been able to stop him. So she they set up that the husband gets arrested while the media is watching. Mm-hmm. And she runs out and the media captures her being alive while her husband's getting taken away. Right, so then so Mario is getting pretend arrested yeah. as Julia gets on the news as being fake alive and had been hiding her identity, you know, like pretending that she was dead for this to catch this killer. So the media sticks that out. So this way that the killer, the, the crazy moon killer, whatever the hell his name is, will come after her. Which is kind of fucked up when you think about it, it is. on Mario's part because he literally uses his own wife as bait. He didn't do that. It was actually her choice. But uh, but still, then he, he she's left alone at night and guess what happens? She's not really. They're actually watching from outside. But for some reason, he breaks a window to come in on her house and then she faints. <laughs> it's it, a lot it, of fainting. It's it's odd. And he's like, maybe I shouldn't have smashed the window. Because yeah. the, the chick in the uh, mental institution, she fainted too. And she was just like, she didn't eh. We didn't talk about her getting drowned eh. in the bathtub yeah, in her well, face. No there right. was nothing really. She just fainted. Eh. Yeah. And then they, and then you see her getting drowned in the bathtub. That's yeah, it. it. It's, it's, it, it's just one is. of these movies. And, and everybody's saying everything so quick. There's a lot of information thrown at you real quick. Too much information. Yeah. But what really bothers me the most is the fact they're throwing out information on people we've never met. So I'm just like... Okay, who? Yeah, Frank Saunders. Who? Frank Saunders is this and this and this and what? And then, and, and then they keep saying like long names and, and then they go Frank Saunders. It's like so odd. It's so weird because well, like, he's American, so it has to be like that. Yeah, but it, I mean, every time they say another person's name, it's like, is that a town or is that a name? What? what where are we? Who is this? What? What? what what's going yeah. on? It's, it's, it's wild. And also, we have this plot line with this drug addict. And it turns out that the drug addict... He goes and he's on heroin, 
And he, like, basically gets him to confess while he's tripping out. Well, that's the hippie guy, Barrett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, his boyfriend, it turns out that he had a relationship with Frank. Uh, yeah, okay. And that Frank was actually... He thinks that Frank was murdered two years ago by whoever was driving the car. And he thinks it was a woman. And it turns out that the twin woman... Yeah, the woman who didn't die, her twin died instead. Ines. She actually was driving the car that killed Frank. Right. And so they think that that he, this freaking heroin addict, is the one that might be trying to off her because she's responsible for killing him and then leaving him for dead because she was married at the time and they were having some kind of torrid love affair and she couldn't let her husband know that they were having that affair so she just freaking dipped and left him to die in the car she left him to die in the car and barrett i think loved him i think yeah he had some kind of uh, uh, you know and that's why he was mad that he left with a woman yeah he had affection for him i don't know what was going on there and barrett hangs himself yeah, so he, he hangs himself, and we don't really have any established... Or hung himself, I would be saying. Hanged, I think, is hanged. Okay. So, like, we don't have anything established as to, you know... He just looks guilty, though, when he hangs himself. He he looks guilty, like... Well, I think he just feels guilty. Yeah, I guess you're right. All I these mean, women have died because of this. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, but... Oh, apparently, that's what we're getting at. So then... Uh, Mario, in like a last-ditch effort, basically goes... I, I think he goes to the hospital, gets records and all stuff, and then he goes back to the priest because he's like... Oh, he uh, he asked that Mr. Furley guy, basically he tricks him into saying, oh, his name was actually... Because I think he says his name, and then uh, the Mr. Furley guy's like, oh, his name is blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, it's actually Frank. And I know he was in the parish with you and that priest, and I know you guys know who he is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's that's odd. So he goes back to the preacher. We see a scene of him teaching a, a, a class to these, um, to whatever the hell you call those people that go to this church and uh, his congregation. And uh, he comes up, Mario goes there and he gets him to leave the congregation so he can talk to him. And he says, look, uh, it turns out that Frank was a part of this church. And he died in 69. Do you know, he's like, someone here had to have done his funeral. Who was the preacher that did his funeral? Could, is there any information you can find out? And he's like, the pre, you know, priest is like, absolutely. I can look it up in this book. And he looks pretend, he looks in this book, but the actor just basically says the information without even really looking. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, this, this person. And he's like, look, um, is there any information where this preacher lives so i can contact him to ask him any information to help us out and he's like oh yeah sure his his address and he knows his address instantly although he had to look in a book and know what the guy's well and he basically says he lives in melbourne that's australia and he's like i can send you a note and he'll get back to you really quick he's a great guy i know he'll contact you quickly once he gets the information and he's like no that's all right you know forget about it and that's where the when he leaves, the pre the priest is like acting strange. Yeah, so we know that he's hiding something because yeah. But then again, like, but he's a priest. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, before all of this, you we started laughing back and forth. Like, what the fuck? What is this movie? Who's the killer? What's going? On? And I said, oh, it's the priest. I know. I was like, I God just damn it! Come the, on! I'm like, you, you because... can, you're way off. 
Yeah. I said it was the husband because I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that would have been bizarre since he's our main character investigating the entire movie. Well, no one would suspect him except me. I was like, because earlier I said, well, it's the sheriff. Oh, it's the chief. Of, I keep saying sheriff, but the chief of police. Because why would they have done that scene? But then I was like, nah, no, no, that's the priest. It's the next logical conclusion is that's the priest. And uh, sure shit. I, I was right. Now, I actually said that earlier as a joke. I was just like, eh, it's the priest. I know. I was like, shut up. Don't tell me anything. Well, you actually said, you said, who? And I said, the priest. And then you're like, what? I don't even understand. Who's the priest? And I was like, he's a character. He's in the backgrounds. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, it turns out that um, basically Julia, because she outed herself, uh, she gets an attempted murder on herself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, and, and this is my favorite thing. This is what these movies always do. Is that killer is wearing a trench coat and gloves and a hat and a whole thing. But then when it comes to the end of the movie, no longer. No, he doesn't give a crap. No, he now he does not care. And he's ready to kill her. And he is just wearing his his priest robes. Yep, full on priest costume. <laughs> his priest robe. Not even priest robe, just the tucked You're in like black shirt with a white uh, collar. Yeah, this, this shows up. His clergy outfit whatever. now we're going too far with that i don't know i don't know what you call it whatever we're gonna yeah. roast in hell anyway. he's in his blacks and his whites how about that i don't know um yeah he he goes after her he goes on he tries to kill her it turns out that mario finds out on the side that he is frank's twin brother and nobody see here's the thing about the police in this movie they don't interview a goddamn person okay it's like they go in they talk to him they talk to the, uh, the priest for like two seconds and then they don't interview any other um you know clergyman or any other you know members of the congregation in this church where things might have stirred up well it's they don't not even, even the cops don't do anything mario's doing everything i know the cops are the worst in this oh, movie and i have to point out i think at one point one of the other cops calls the other cop Luigi. No, and I was like, um, oh, I think that I think the chief is Luigi. I think you're just if hearing this is that. Luigi and Mario at the end of this movie, it'd be amazing. Um, I think you're just hearing that. I don't. I think don't think so. I think I heard it because they were saying Mario so much. You're like, is there a Luigi? And because you know the Italian. No, I think I heard was, it. I heard Luigi. You were just waiting. It's not for in the it. credits, but I, I know. I know it's existing. <laughs> uh, Luigi Macaroni. Oh my god. So. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't, I don't even think. I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't think I remember how this ends. I know the priest is going after her. Yeah, as the so, killer, and uh, he is Frank's twin brother, and that girl killed his brother in that car crash and covered it up, yeah. and he went nuts on the crescent moon, and it, because they're <laughs> twins. And now what's really funny? Now this is what I had to point out from earlier. So he's mad that his twin brother got killed. Yes. That he killed someone's twin. Yes, but he was also bitter at that woman for just leaving him for dead. But he already, he killed a twin. You think he would feel just as bad for killing an innocent woman. Yeah. And a twin, of all things, they have such a connection. It's like, that's why he's mad. It just seems really odd. I was like, I was like thinking to myself the whole time, like, well, you think this would set him off, or something else would change here? But yeah, I mean, it's just so bizarre. Well, Mario, and why does he kill? Is he killing everybody at the hotel? Is this this guy's? It's uh... Not everyone. It's just certain women there. But it seems like everybody who's working that night, yeah, or who was at the hotel, is that because he doesn't know specifically who the killer was? 
that he just guesses it's one of the women there and that's why he's killing the women? I mean, that's all I can guess. That's There's no too. rhyme like, or reason to this killer. Yeah, he's just like, I gotta kill everybody just to make sure I can get revenge. Yeah, he, he, there's no rhyme or reason. They don't even explain it. And so in the end, you know, when he's trying to choke out Julia and kill her, Mario then enters, you know, and he attacks the, attacks the priest, and they roll into the pool, and he drowns the priest. The priest actually comes up in the air... Like he's struggling to get out, and then suddenly he just died. It was just like, Bleh. yeah. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> so he drowns or whatever, and then you see Mario him gets out of the pool, and at the bottom of the pool, you see the priest at the bottom of the pool. He and then he's dead, and then Mario gets out of the pool, and he and Julia just walk around holding hands, and that's it. Credits. Credits. Finn. I looked at you. I was like, are you fucking Can kidding me? That's what we sat through this for. How long was this movie? Oh, God. I mean, it felt like three hours, but... It did. It, it didn't feel like that long, but I, I would, if you told me two, I would believe it. I mean, I feel like I was watching a lot of... It was only an hour and a half. Wow. Oh, wow. my God. When we were around that one scene, it was only half an hour in. I was like, what? <laughs> it looked like it was like another two hours. I was like, holy shit. Well... What is this, Michael Bay produced? Strap in, sir, because we have other movies, other giallos coming your way. I, I mean, this movie, though... <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't believe that we had this much going on this quick and this much convoluted stuff. I was like, what? Who? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I got to sober up because I don't know if I know what's going on here at all. Like, I'm like, I feel like I missed a whole movie in here somewhere. <laughs> this one this one was wild. I, yeah. I was, I'm confused. I, I don't even have anything to say because... It didn't even feel like that much of a movie. It didn't feel paced or it, it, it just didn't feel like it gelled into a full length movie, like, like length movie at all. It just feels like it, it, it just was happening. Yeah. And I was like, what? It didn't gel at all. It, it just it's didn't. It's such an odd film and all nothing about it stood out as like inventive or anything nothing i don't not one scene stood out as really interesting nothing was even funny usually no. we're looking for something that made us laugh really hard yeah there was I mean, none of that the cats all dying on the floor and the act the cats actually acting like like they must have got them high i didn't know what was happening they were like just dying <laughs> i was like what's <laughs> happening here like i i don't know that that was something that was interesting that stood out but not, nothing about it. Not music. Not anything really. Even the directing is kind of stale. At one point, I I thought, oh, during the cat scene when the woman stood up and she knew someone was in the house, mm -hmm. the uh, the camera tilted, which is something I talk about on the show a bunch, is uh, Dutch angles. I talked about in the Rob Zombie, uh, mm -hmm. the hot what was it, the Munsters. Yes. Uh, he the, the episode we did on that where Rob Zombie's using heavy heavy Dutch angles, which are you know like famous in certain things and you use it for certain things and i was like oh this guy's gonna do dutch angles on this and make it creepy but then i thought i started noticing that he never did it again and all i could think was did that camera accidentally tilt because it was actually kind of moving in a way where i felt like it was falling yeah and maybe they just left it in and it was like oh the director's actually gonna do something creative Nope. No. Nothing really mm -hmm. creative. I don't remember one shot being very creative. No, there at were all. no cool shots. There was no. Just I mean, a lot of zoom in on eyes yeah. and heads. Yep. N nothing 
nothing stood out in that sense, it which was is disappointing. Very, it was very bland. There was nothing going yeah. on here. Especially when that's the best thing about these movies is the music and the creepy kills and the interesting directing. And then this movie didn't have any of that, really. No. Well, the interesting directing would come from one of my other favorites, which is, you know, Argento. But I don't even have an Argento movie planned for us. Yeah, because we pretty much did all, almost all of them, I, I have, think, on the side. We've seen all those movies. I have three others, which you can guess the other three other directors that I have on tap for us. Um, maybe you didn't guess that I have uh, Massimo Dallamara. So, Dallamar, Dallamano, Dallamano, excuse me. And well, then you, I have... You just uh, stopped talking about this movie and moved on, didn't you? Yeah. No, I'm just talking about like the directing styles because... I have three very different directors on here. Okay. On my list. And I and I and I'm gonna I'm I'm interested going forward to see that you're right with that because Mm -hmm. I feel like half these directors direct exactly the same. Well, here's the thing. This is why I chose four different movies and four different directors um, because I want to see and and also the same time frame uh, because I want to see how they each do uh, separately but in the same time frame you know what i mean the same decade it's all from the same decade okay so i wanted to see how they all fare against each other well i'm i'm, I'm gonna say it i think that i will be shocked if someone's doing something interesting in those other movies because here this is very bland and generic directing it is and it, and it is very bland in even the gore there's no gore there's no horror to it it this no. could have been a pg-13 or a pg movie like a horror movie, if 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 wasn't for boobs, that's true. There's a lot of but, boobs. But I mean, we have to leave the attempted Gordon Mario Bava. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, but let, let, let's just like this one movie is the, the the thing we're here for right now. So it's just like yeah. it, it's. I just feel like going forward, I, I mean, there's a chance, like you said, Bava or something like that could use lighting. Or um, I think he's killed. He's really good with set design. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the, each director has its own thing, but th- this is so stale. It is. Lindsay didn't really have anything that stood out, except for an American hospital. Except <laughs> and the like, bad, the, the bad fashion. But I mean, that's just the seventies. We're gonna yeah. deal with that. Yeah. But like Lindsay didn't have like he didn't have like an eye. Now mind you, this is only one Lindsay movie that we've seen. Okay, so it's only one. We can't really judge a director just on based on seeing one of his movies. We have not seen it. I think actually we have seen a couple of his movies. I would we think did. we we, we probably saw whatever his best movie is. Yeah, we pointed out in the beginning that we saw some of Lindsay's movies. Yes, yeah, Spasmo and Spasmo, uh, and then there was another. And one. I will say that with Spasmo, uh, his other movie, he did do some like something creative with the mannequins. There yeah. was something that stood out about that because it was like very, very unique using a mannequin as the dead bodies. I was like, it was very interesting in the way that tied into the ending was kind of interesting, but. Yeah, you know, we, we've actually seen it. Um, we saw, we yeah, saw. In the beginning, uh, you mentioned the other one already. Yeah, I forgot what it's called already. Uh, Knife of Ice. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we're, we're, we've already seen three of his. So let's, we'll see how the other ones fare. As far as the thrill, the thrilling ride that we're about to get, if we get one, um, any kind of gore, any kind of set pieces. Yeah. I mean, you really just want something that really stands out as uh, interesting or something that <laughs> sticks in your brain. It's something, yeah. uh, you know, oh, this is unique. 
That's all I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, I hope that we go up from here because I feel like this is a pretty stale movie. It's very basic. There's nothing really. Yeah, even the twist. So, it was like, I don't know. Who knows who I this mean, is? It's like not even that big of a twist. That's what I'm saying. It's like they they talk about characters in the movie, but they don't really establish them, which is a big no-no if you're doing like a murder mystery, which is what this is. Yeah. And they kind of failed at that. Oh, big time. And, um, you know, I just found this movie to be very flat. And, I mean, it, it wasn't poorly directed. It, it was all right. It was decent. So that's why I'm giving this movie a four. I'm going to give it a four simply because it wasn't a terribly acted movie. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't one of the pieces of crap that we're used to. It was not good. But yeah. it was not the worst either. So four sounds good to me. I'm, I'm going to go with a three. I, I just... Don't think I'm going to remember this. Anything about this movie. Nothing standing out to me. The actors. Everything. This is a movie where I, I went in buzzed with some beer. And we were like good, looking for a good laugh. And then we just were sitting there squinting like, what? What, what, what is happening? Uh, yeah, I'm baffled. What yeah. is this? And I'm like, nothing about this is fun. No. You know what I mean? And, and that, that's a damn shame. Oh, I hope I can thrill you with the next one that I chose. I mean, it's going to take a lot for me to be impressed with a uh, Italian horror, one of these type of movies. It, it takes a lot for me. This is a, this is a genre I just, I don't get it. And I'm struggling. Ooh. I'm struggling to figure it out. I mean, I, I can't, I get it. Like, if you told me the budget for this movie was $10, I'd be like, oh, shit, he pulled it out, man. <laughs> Never mind. I'm, let me elevate my score to five. You know $10. what I mean? But I'm sure it's like, Oh, oh my you know, God. and I'm sure we'll find out some crazy stuff. Like we always find out about these movies too. Like, oh, the mob paid for this, you know, oh, or geez. something crazy like that. The funnel money through them that we always find out stuff like that. And yeah. it's always so strange and off-putting. <laughs> uh, That's true. Yeah. And so, I mean, right now, yeah, no, I'm not going to remember. I don't even remember the title right now. So God knows I won't in 20 years or 20 years. Five five days I won't remember the name. Seven Bloodstained Orchids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was. was Or as I call it, seven normal looking orchids on a a tombstone. Yeah. There's nothing. There's, I mean, no. All right. Well, this is what we did. And so we started out weak, but let's hope we get stronger because I feel like if I'm subjecting you to the Giallo movies, I feel like we have to have at least one. That's noteworthy. So let's hope hopefully. that the, the next yeah, since, one will since be. Since you're taking over July, that we should uh, hopefully see something in here that's, uh, you know, something worth, or at least having us laughing our asses off. Yeah. With. Now, uh, now, mind you, this is voted one of the best. No, don't. Oh, Diallo man. movies. Are you shitting me? I am not. I am not. It is the truth. It is. Oh, that's disappointing. One of the best, and I feel terrible that I made you watch this. this th- that's a shame because it has a six point three. But then oh, again, how many people? Have seen not this? a lot. Two thousand four hundred and ninety-five. Okay. okay. But and still, that's a, that's a that's the subgroup that loves this kind of stuff. Yes, we there's like yeah, we, we have I a group. It. I get it. I mean, <laughs> see the thing is, I love these movies, but I'm first to admit that they're not all that good. No, and, and would you also admit that? Uh, it's almost falls in the category of so bad it's good half the time. 
Well, of course. That's. I mean, that's the thing yeah. because a lot of people won't say that. A lot of people say it's just good. good. Oh no, no, no! I'm not that person. I'm not the person that's going to turn a blind eye to the silliness that's going on in these movies. I yeah. mean, I think the, that's necessary. Yeah, no, I don't turn a blind eye. I mean, I can out and out tell you that there's a lot of silliness. A lot of it doesn't make sense. It's convoluted, and it's you know, it, it's a lot of it's just baffling. To be honest, the, yeah. the plot's baffling, but. Let's hope we can um, move on to the next, and um, we're going with a new director. We have not seen any of his films before, so the next one will be hopefully interesting because we don't know what to expect at all. All right, um, yeah, you you know, guys, thanks for listening and traveling with us in this journey that I'm going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find us on uh, Instagram. Mostly, we're always on there. That's our favorite platform. Uh, you can find Joe at the Crafty Misfit. And uh, you can find me um, running the page Just Another Movie Night. And uh, you could contact any of us if you ever have s- suggestions on movies we should do on this show or a movie. Or even if you want to complain about my hatred of uh, Italian horror films that everybody seems to love. Or just attack us on any random thing. We're, we love to hear it. And we love to hear everybody's opinions and love the conversation. So yeah, hit us up on there. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. And have a good one. Bye. Here. I'll never forgive you for taking me here. John, I'm glad I made you come. I really can't. You consider this R? No, I don't. I really don't. But I consider the drinks good. Mario. Mario.